The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Gwen and Mercy Academy High School, Sisters of Mercy, or any related affiliate. Welcome back to the Monarch Impact Podcast. My name is Lucy Key and I'm a junior at Gwened. And I am Caitlin Fitzgerald Straub, class of 2001 and the Associate Director of Leadership Initiatives. Today, we are interviewing Lisa Madonna, a member of the class of 2002. During her time at Gwened, Lisa was heavily involved in the fine arts. After graduation, she attended the Art Center College of Design to earn a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Fine Art Media. She now works as a costume designer in the Los Angeles metropolitan area and has worked with well-known figures such as The Weeknd, Imagine Dragons, One Republic, and Olivia Rodrigo. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome, Lisa. So first, we're going to talk about your time here at Gwened. And so when did you know you wanted to go into costume design and what influenced you? Like, was there any like teacher activity or other Gwened factor? that led to your um, okay. well first off uh never knew I wanted to go into costume design um it was a complete fluke didn't even know it existed so I was quite a few years out of Gwinnett I was on my third career I mean this is my third career so there's that um <laughs> which isn't usually the case. It's usually people kind of know what they want to do. Um, but, you know, as, as Caitlin kind of had mentioned earlier, uh, Ms. Ms. Hohenstein, Mrs. Hohenstein? Mrs. Hohenstein. Yes, Mrs. I feel like she wasn't married. She wasn't um, married, no. Okay. Um, huge influence. Uh, you know, I, I really kind of, she was a massive um asset to me kind of you know um she really kind of took me under her wing uh in many ways you know and gave me a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have had um you know I would get to do these like programs at more um you know she she really let me focus on art which um was good for me so you know that was that I always knew was like something I wanted to be do, doing was being in the arts. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really glad to hear she's still there. And it sounds like she's yeah. still influencing students to this day. So, yeah. Lisa, um, were you an art major? You know, I can't really remember. I think that there was like, you know, I was doing art. I don't remember how much French I was taking or I, I don't really remember how it was divided up. Um, yeah. But you, yeah, I, you were super involved in all of the art activities. Right, art club, yeah. Stage crew, which right. leads into the costume design, like at least backstage, behind the scenes sort of. Yeah, that was something I'd been thinking about and I, I didn't remember if that was ever even something that was done there like or if the costumes came from I, I, I don't oh, know my memory is not my memory is not as good no well and it's it 20 was. some years 
has he been out over? <laughs> sorry, sorry to break it to you. It's been 27 years. I know. It's, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been 21 going on 22 years since I've been there. So, uh, yeah, I have no, I don't really remember too, too much um, about how I divided up things uh, those last few years. But I did think it was really cool that you had the option to be able to kind of focus on something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, so post Gwinnett, you go to school for uh, college of design for your bachelor's degree, right? Um, what was your college experience like and how do you think it impacts your work today? Um, well, I had a really actual wild sort of journey as far as college went. Right. Um, I didn't go to college for a few years after um, I left Gwinnett. Uh, you know, I was doing, I was just kind of working, getting by. Um, you know, I needed to pull together the money myself uh, to go to school. So I was in Philadelphia. It was like a couple years after I graduated. I started going to community college. Um, you know, I thought about doing photography. I was focusing on a lot of art. I was doing a lot of art history. Mm -hmm. um, kind of jumped over maybe a year later after I finished there. I was at Kutztown for like a very, very brief moment. Um, but I already was kind of out here in LA. Uh, and it wasn't till 2008, actually. So we're talking six years after I graduated before um, I kind of ended up in, you know. Traditional sense. Actual, right, in the traditional sense of college, mm -hmm. um, which again, it was something I kind of fell into. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Um, I was working at a gallery and someone mentioned to me, oh, like you should look into Art Center. Um, they thought I was going for my master's. Uh, I was not, um, but you know, Art Center actually like, it was great. They gave me a full ride, um, you know, and then I, cause I was old enough at that point to get like the loans and things like that. So right. it was really actually an interesting way to go about it that I, don't know is something, you know, for me, I think I felt a, for a long time after, you know, for maybe two or three years, I felt like I wasn't in the right place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I was supposed to be somewhere and all these things, but um, I really am happy for the way I went about it. And, you know, in hindsight, um, I think I learned a lot more. I think I learned what the value of an education was. Um, you know, I, Caitlin, I'm sure you remember I'm stubborn and I like to do things my own way. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I like to kind of do things the hard way in some ways, but Art Center was really good to me. Um, again, not a traditional college in, in the same way. Didn't have the dorm experience that there's no like student housing kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, and it was sort of more flexible. Like it'd be, it was year round. But you had the opportunity to, it wasn't divided by like grades or class, you know, so you were kind of like overlapping with other majors, um, you know, students that were just coming in or students that were, you know, graduating. So it was really kind of incredible in that way um, that you had this 
much more fluid way of going about it. You could take classes and master programs. And so, yeah, uh, having that sort of education was really good for me. Yeah. Um, and it's got to give you such a tremendous sense of pride having gone about it the non-traditional, maybe harder way to accomplish yeah. it. Yeah, I'm... I am very, very, I would not change anything in my life. And I think that's something really important is that knowing that like not everyone's journey is going to be the same. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what's beautiful. Um, I know that it can be stressful for students, especially in high school and all that, that you feel like you're supposed to be in a certain place at a certain time Um, that you should. And for some people that works, it didn't, it wasn't going to work for me. Um, you know, and I think, I mean, we can get in this or we don't have to, but it's like, um, how do you measure success, right? Um, that sort of deal is like, how do you measure a life? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it's really, really important to, for people to know that you can be successful in a career um, as an artist, as not going about it in a certain way, as having a different education. Um, so, yeah. Meet a lot of people along your journey. Networking is extremely important in any field, especially the creative field. Um, so how did you network um, in high school and college? And how do you continue to connect with others today? That's a good question. Um, I don't think I networked in, in high school very much. Um, I don't really, like in, in a lot of ways. I'm like, was that word even... It was no. something kind of we didn't talk about uh, so much. Um, but in terms of college at Art Center, um, you know, with your friends and stuff, it, it's interesting because it was very small uh, group of people. I mean, the my first friend after being in LA for a couple of years uh, is still my best friend, you know, and it's like a lot of the people I went to college with. I mean, I graduated about. 13 almost 14 years ago now but um close friends actually I I got my very first like real job for a career from um somebody who graduated a term before me uh my friends and I there we started a gallery like so it was just interesting how kind of the collaborative aspect of things um, became a, a big a way of networking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like, now it's interesting because I don't go out to network or anything, um, but you constantly are meeting new people on jobs. You're meeting new producers, people are reaching out to you. Um, and you're forming all these relationships that continue. It's like a in our industry, there's there's this thing like it's like first call, right? And so on certain jobs, you're the first call for people, or they'll give you, or they'll recommend you to someone, and things like that. Uh, you know, and then you just get to know people. Um, so it's just for me, it's really interesting because it's not only like my friends who I made in college, but the friends now that I've made at work that I collaborate with. You know, we're we're all very like. I think some people think that Hollywood is this very cutthroat thing and in a lot of ways it is, but um, 
in many ways it is, but it's also, there's a lot of wonderful people that I've been surrounded with that, you know, make this collaborative and help each other out. Um, so yeah, there's that That's great. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Networking is transcending industries. I mean, it's kind of like a different feel, like less cold and probably, but you've, you've been established out there long enough that you've been able to connect with, you know, the right people to call in for this, or they call you in for something. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, um, it's not right. Like, like if I was to think about actual networking in my head, I have this, like, it would give, it gives me like this fear, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm like, Oh, I, I couldn't go to like a networking event. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's important to definitely talk to people and definitely form relationships in whatever you do, you know? Yeah. And then uh, stepping into your career, do you remember what the first ever project you worked on was? Um, as far as costuming and styling, yes. Um, there was a brief period where I was doing more um, like product styling, but that was, uh, yes, it was a music video um for a couple it was a very very small like independent uh i'm not gonna say what it was because there's some embarrassment there because of um <laughs> one of my friends uh who was just starting out as a director had asked a couple of us to dance in a music video um oh so and it turned out that one of my other friends had just started production designing and it was a couple of days before and he goes, Oh, Hey Lisa. He's like, you got, you got good taste. He's like, you got good style. He's like, do you think you could just do the wardrobe, like the costumes on it or the styling? And I was like, sure. Let me try. Um, he's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. He's like, all right. Um, and that was sort of it. Uh, he and I worked together on quite a few projects. He became, he actually just, did a big film um so yeah uh that was sort of it it was I fell into it I didn't really that's cool know much about it yeah yeah I had a couple friends who like were doing photography and like you know styling that I'd seen you know a little bit but like I I didn't it was something I completely yeah um, all right. So compared to your most recent project, um, and tell us what you're working on if you can. What do you think you've improved on over time compared to that first music video where you're like on the spot, come up with costumes for everybody to now? Um, I know a lot more. Um, I am much more confident in you know, um, and what I do, I, I mean, everything's sort of different. Um, you know, I've been really able to improve on communicating visually, uh, having the right vocabulary, um, constructing, uh, costumes, constructing just clothing in general, um, mm. being able to sort of like, you know, switch between historical uh, things, switch into sort of the more like pop culture things, 
switch into the the fluid sort of movement um, between projects is definitely something like that I've gotten better at. You know, um, my vision in general, uh, being able to express it and being able to you know turn around to a client and be um, like you know really take charge as far as what I'm doing, you know, um, mm -hmm. there's all of that. Uh, I can't really talk too much about it. Actually, I was on a call about it earlier, but um, right now I'm doing a documentary, uh, actually. So we're recreating footage from the early 1900s. Uh, like actually early 1900s or as the youth are calling like 1999, the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> not the not uh not the late uh not last not turn of the century okay um, turn of the century before like in 1914 1915 that okay. uh, 1916 um so that's really incredible because we're actually matching up to this footage uh and you know having right now fabricating costumes um you know doing all this historical research which is really really cool to me um yeah so in fabricating the cost like you're physically making all of the costumes for this documentary uh burberry's making them actually oh that's cool uh, um yeah wow. so they're being finished up right now um but then you know there's things like aging them um because they over time uh you know it's a documentary that takes place over three years uh, more or less so aging things and which is really really cool you know okay uh and you have to do them from like different eras and so yeah that sort of it that's to be able to get to that point um in a career where you can go from making a music video three weeks ago to switching over to historical document like right. historical documentaries like doc to having somebody on your phone from Burberry <laughs> that you can call and be like hey I need 300 coats made right um you know and, and that's actually this really incredible thing about like the career I have where you, you are you know there's designers and brands that you're working with and then there's also like costume houses where there's actual clothes from the 1800s or you know you can fabricate uh you know these are all things that I didn't know about or never thought about you know yeah um so yeah what about yeah. any of this I never thought about any of it I oh. thought like you were shopping for everything and then you're like oh no I called Burberry mm -hmm. they're making everything well I, yeah I mean it was like this is a bigger they had to make it because they had made the clothing then for this project uh, so um in order to keep it completely accurate um yeah we had reached out and uh that all came about so yeah there's a lot that you know you don't just go shopping or something you know yeah. um yeah there's so much that goes into it that again i never knew about you know, could you walk us through like a day in your life um, on the job? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the beauty of it is as somebody who has a short attention span, every day is different. Um, you know, we have days that we're prepping, we have days that we're shooting, we have days that we're wrapping out jobs. Um, it's not as glamorous as it always seems, you know? So it kind of ranges. So like if I'm doing prep or something like this morning, I was at the costume house, which there are many of, and, you know, digging through pants from 1910. Um, you know, some days I'm at the mall, some days I'm, um, you know, which I was like, oh, you shop all day. That is an exhausting thing to do. Um, you're also putting together boards. You're talking to clients. Um, you know, and then there's days where you're fitting. So you're bringing all of these clothes in. You're um, working with different talent. You're making sure things fit properly. You're picking out looks. Uh, you're developing characters, you know. And then there's shoot days where which are very long days. Um, we are notorious for having um, incredibly long days in the film industry. But, you know, you're working with all of these departments um, and other department heads. Uh, so like on a shoot day, for example, you know, you, you get in, depends on what time, right? Some days it's 6 a.m., some days it's 4 a.m., some times it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, uh, you know, and you get everyone ready you watch monitors um to make sure things are looking okay um you have to kind of keep track of continuity and like where something falls because we don't always shoot things actually very rarely shoot things in like chronological order so there's a lot of that um yeah it's a uh, it's hard work actually too um which I don't know if people necessarily understand, but, um, or, you know, think of, uh, it's a very, very physical job. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also, you need really good communication skills in it. Um, you know, really good, uh, wow. Um, the word just, uh, people skills. <laughs> being able to communicate with other people and be around a lot of other people and collaborate with a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably a lot of personalities to navigate too. It is, you know, it is. And it's interesting because some days you're switching between 20 different talent. Um, you know, and you kind of have to really sort of, develop um a sensitivity to people mm -hmm. at all you know um but you are you're, you're kind of working you know you might have one sort of energy with somebody and then you got to switch over to another and like uh it's a lot of time around people um so which is you know I used to be the most shy person of all time and like it's interesting now because you can kind of just talk to people about things um so yeah uh it's a lot of work um but it's it's a good day you know to, but it's long days um I don't know if that's fully answering the question uh oh, I, that makes sense great. yeah 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 um yeah okay. every day's different so when you're designing costumes what are the most crucial aspects for you to keep in mind 
and how does the intended audience influence your designs? That's a good question too. Um, you have to keep in mind, you know, obviously there's, uh, say on a music video, um, a director will have a certain vision. So it's really important to, um, you know, de develop their vision uh, more, whatever it might be. Um, and kind of also adjust expectations depending on budgets and all that, or what is available, you know, that sort of thing. Um, as far as designing, it is, well, when it comes to commercials, right? Um, you know, an agency will tell you what your intended audience is. Uh, I am always pushing agency buttons on commercials because I call it the uh, gray polo shirt. Um, I'm not good at the gray polo shirt. If you watch a lot of commercials, uh, everyone sort of is equalized in this sort of bland world of target. Um, right which I always push back on. And at this point in my career, uh, I don't have to do that that often. Um, you know, they, they give me a lot more of, I, I end up with more creative jobs because to me, especially in that sort of situation where the audience, you know, the intended audience is maybe like the median American. I'm like, well, why don't we show them like that you can uh, elevate it or whatever. So in my mind, that's, that's always kind of how I go into like that world of like in the commercial world, because it's being marketed to someone. Right. Um, but as far as other things, the audience is less important. Um, when you're making a film, uh, it's about telling a story. Um, you know, when I was studying, in college, they always kind of were like, well, think about your audience, think about how they're going to, you know. And to me, I feel like I don't think about them that much unless it's a commercial. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think more about what we as a creative team are developing. Um, so that's, you know, how we're collaborating and things like that. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, music video is art versus Jake from State Farm. Not a whole lot of fun to style necessarily. Right. Right. Limited um, with, you know, khaki pants selections. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, and okay. I've been on jobs where it's like every Chino that you can find and it's like, oh, do they have that in a different beige? You know? <laughs> because <laughs> that's gonna make you just like <laughs> right and you're just like you know but but that's the interesting thing about commercials which i don't necessarily have to go into but um the commercial world is really interesting <laughs> yeah Very yeah um okay all right so yeah. you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier about how you know with the networking and then all the different people you're working with on creative teams when you're on these jobs. Um, how, and you also mentioned that, you know, you used to be a little bit more shy and now you're 
working with some pretty big names. So how are you approaching collaborating with these artists and directors? How does that work? Um, well, actually, anyone who is shy, first off, get a job at a restaurant. Actually, I say everybody should like at least do something in the service industry. 100%. Um, I waited tables for a long time. And then when I moved out here, uh, you know, you suddenly were interacting with celebrities. Um, you'd be waiting to and, and the thing that I, right away, it's like, you know, when you first move to LA and you see like, and you're kind of like, oh, cool. You know, if it's somebody you in, you're into. Um, but very, very quickly, you learn to just treat people like humans. They aren't... Um, that's how people want to be treated a lot of ways. Some people, yes, they want to be like, but the majority of people that I've worked with or have met, um, they're human. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, these things are just people's jobs or like careers or, um, so I've really never, I, I, I was always afraid that I'd like get starstruck or whatever, but doesn't happen um so you know really what it is is you talk to artists you talk to actors uh your models whatever um you make sure that they're comfortable you know uh but but we do we talk about ideas um this industry especially when it comes to styling clothes wardrobe it's a very like intimate um collaborative experience um yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, with, with certain directors, I have some directors where we already have like, I mean, we've been working together for years, so we have a shorthand. Um, you know, we know and stylistically, like, we can finish each other's sentences. Um, I don't know if I'm answering this question right. No, I, think, uh, I think you are. Um, but I would add, so like how much of your vision I guess is coming from the director and how much is actually input from the artist is it that much or is it with, certain, the director? with certain artists um for example uh Abel uh The Weeknd he has a lot of input you know um his creative team uh but like you know also is very sort of has like a very um sort of loyal vision with things so mm-hmm. he'll work with like the same directors during an album cycle and they'll bring on a team you know um he's his team um himself like they're pretty very much hands-on uh some artists are not um it's it depends um a lot of times what it is is there's treatments the teams will look at it the um sometimes it's actually more of the label that is doing the development um you know there are a lot of jobs where the artists don't really put in much input per se okay um yeah yeah which is interesting but you know there's there's massive teams behind all of this uh in the same way that like there are massive amounts of people writing a song and you know 
behind the scenes kind of deal. And while working on costumes for such popular artists like The Weeknd or Olivia Rodrigo, um, what has been your most memorable music video to work on or why and why? There's a lot. Um, <laughs> some are memorable because of the amount of work. Um, <laughs> some are memorable. Two categories. Favorite and, and memorable because of the effort. Yeah. I mean, I think actually... I have a couple that land up in the favorites um, just because of like aesthetic, uh, you know, what I feel like were really, really successful, beautiful pieces. Um, I actually just did a video for like one of my best friends, um, which to me was like, again, this is the person I met when I first went to college who, but he had asked me, you know, he's, been a musician for many years and he finally had his first music video like he was like oh wow I can finally do my first real music video and he asked me to style it and you know you do this for a decade and you're like whoa like this is incredible right like like and I've seen a cut it's beautiful you know we didn't have any money we we made it though uh this was like a month ago um so to me like there's those videos I have quite a few that you know like are memorable in that way that are my favorites because there's like this emotional connection or there's aesthetics um you know a lot of the videos I did for the weekend I am really proud of um and there's a lot of work that went into those uh but you know I can say I'm proud of pretty much everything I've done with that um and they have been really memorable I mean on one of the videos I did about two years ago, uh, I made all the costumes by hand. Oh um, gosh! Well, I mean, with like a sewing machine, but I had to I cut them all, and it was it was really funny because I was just awake for days making these like cloaks and hoods and all of this stuff, and it was like three o'clock on a Sunday, and we were shooting at like eleven a.m. Um, and the directors. They were, the one director was like, I don't know about the fabric. <laughs> <laughs> so I then got two gigantic bolts of fabric and sat in my house and it was like a sweatshop of one um, all night. I made, you know, another 33 piece costumes uh, overnight. And then I had to make another costume for like this main person in it. Um, that you know before I left the house that morning and then the other director goes oh do we have it in red oh my god so I ran out and made it at lunch on the floor um and that costume ended up being like the basis for a lot of uh his tour um okay. last year Got yeah it. The, you know so yeah there's some like really memorable ones that were absolutely insane um but it's crazy that you're just doing stuff you got like it that. done you just yeah. got it all done right exactly um when did you learn how to sew because I for I overlapped with Lisa Equinet I was a year ahead of her um I don't remember you sewing but also who was sewing as a 16 year old necessarily 
I had a little sewing machine. <laughs> Somebody like the sewing machine. Wait, when you were, like, when you were in high school? No, I no. I think it might, it's my. It's probably still in my parents' basement. Um, when I was like five or six, which I never quite figured out how to use. Um, okay. I never learned how to sew. Um, until I had an ex boyfriend. Like I don't know. And it was after we broke up, actually. This this was only like eight years ago, maybe. And he dropped off an old sewing machine for me. And okay. I had to make a dog costume that was supposed to be made by a four-year-old. Thank God, because I did, I, that's how I had to, That's what I did. <laughs> um, it looked like a four-year-old made it. Um, and then I made another dog costume for something else. And... Then I started just, I, I had to teach myself. Um, small dogs or like St. Bernard's? Like how no, large? It's like, a, it's like a tiny dog. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to make a pair of pajamas for, um, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, this um, old comedian. Uh, okay. But I had to make silk pajama set for his dog. After uh, <laughs> a photo shoot for like, GQ or Esquire or something. Um, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Did your dog have yeah. some? No, she. <laughs> well, now we know somebody who can make them. <laughs> That's how I learned how to sew, making. Um, but then I was on a film in 2017 where I had to make all these costumes, um, which was a brutal film. But um, yeah, I learned how to sew. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and then I mean it. On one side of my family, it turns out, well, not that it turns out, I think I probably always knew this, um, a long line of tailors. Okay. So I think that somewhere it was in my blood because nobody taught me. But That's know. amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, my grandmother and my great-grandfather and all of them go back to tailors in a small town in Italy. So, That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, so Lucy touched on just like a handful of the people you have styled for music videos. Um, but I found the other day while I was doing some research that you styled a video for Paul McCartney of, you know, Beatles legend mm -hmm. and Wings and Beck. And mm -hmm. in the video, Paul McCartney is de-aged and he's a digital avatar. So is styling an avatar different than it would be styling a person no because we styled a person okay i there was an actual person who we kind of matched him to paul when he was young uh dressed him in the right clothes okay uh and so and there's all of this like i actually did a project the other week that was like this where there's this way of you know I don't know how it works. I'm just going to say um, I am not technologically like the, the the sort of VFX that happens in the film industry is incredible, but basically it maps your face and then superimposes another face on it. Okay. So that's how they de-aged him. Um, we actually had a person who, you know, the costumes were all the same. Uh, you know, Paul showed up at the end. There's a very, very small, like, okay, real like scene of him, but that's how we did it. Um, yeah, you know, and 
So, all right. But the person you styled wasn't Beck either. It was somebody else. No, I did. No, oh, no, Beck was real. Yeah, Beck was, was Beck real. was the real person that you dressed up and then you just put Paul McCartney's face yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. Beck was That's Beck. super cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I just did a project where we had all these body doubles that we then put superimposed faces on um, to, again, de-age kind of deal. Okay. So, yeah. Oh. It's kind of crazy. Um, no, it's incredible. <laughs> like everything from where it was when you started in 2008 to where it is now, because that technology wasn't really rampant like it is. Well, actually, I started this. I, I started in 2014. Okay. Yeah. Um, because, again, I had an entire other career in between True. college and I was working in architecture. So, um, yeah, things have really ramped up. I mean, you know, we just had, I'm sure people had heard, you know, the, the big thing with AI and, and um, sort of how that can change what we make um, or how things are made. Uh, you know, I've done a couple of recent projects that became AI, uh, like afterwards, and, you know, or were developed with, AI. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you still are doing these costumes in real time. Um, mm -hmm. When you're doing things like digital avatars, uh, especially if it's de-aging someone or whatever, the historical accuracy that you need to have on their actual costumes is really, really important. Um, there's still this like part of the tactile nature of real costumes. Um, AI avatars haven't quite been able, like every video game, for example, um, there are real costumes that are then digitized. Hmm. So, yeah. But they still need us. <laughs> good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they still need us, um, which is good. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've done a project that becomes you know, either an animation or, you know, something done digitally. It's, okay. it's really interesting. Yeah. I've never really thought about any of this. I have one question. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite time period that you like to style costumes? Like you were talking about Paul McCartney and the historical accuracy. Is there something that has been extra fun? You know, I've been super fortunate because I think I've kind of hit I mean, from like the 1700s on, I've gotten to do um, most of those eras. Mm -hmm. um, you know, th there's certain things that I haven't quite gotten to, you know, I mean, to me, actually, like sort of like the Edwardian, like Rococo, like insane sort of dresses with, bustles and corsets and stuff I am so fascinated by that stuff um I think it's so beautiful I don't really get to do as much of that as I would like um mm -hmm. but I do for some reason really love that uh it's funny because I have yet to kind of I always thought oh yeah just to do the 60s 70s whatever but 
the longer I've done this, um, the more I appreciate the intricacies of each era, um, you know, each time period. You know, it's crazy. I did something the other week where it was like 2008, 2009, 2010 kind of, and you're like, it's so specific, um, you know, like the shorthand for it mm. of what, you know, and that's sort of it, right? When you're doing these, you know, why is it that we think about the 60s and we just think about like little mini dresses or why do we think about the 70s with all this hippie stuff? Um, when you're looking back at things, we've all developed like a shorthand or like sort of like um, like a, a lexicon that like, so it's a quick read in a lot of ways because I'm, you know, um, but the really, I got to be honest, it's like you find all of these really incredible parts of each time period. Um, so I don't like to play favorites. <laughs> And so tackling so many different time periods, different styles, different projects, what has been the most challenging part of your career and how did you overcome it? I mean, in a lot of ways, it's just like figuring out what you're doing. Um, at least for me, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't assist. Uh, a lot of people assist. Um, you know, there were, there was, points later where I was like assisting people just but I had you know um was running my projects from the very beginning and I didn't know what I was doing uh I do now but that was probably the hardest part um was pretending like I knew what I was doing um my father always had a uh, a name for it that was the art of BS um, and that's what I had to do. Uh, mm -hmm. So, and that was really hard because you, you kind of, I know a lot of younger people talk about like imposter syndrome and all that stuff. Um, I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I somehow had to pretend like I did. Uh, and, you know, um, I guess I could have, gone on and assisted or something like that to learn more um but I just really never did so yeah hardest part was trying to learn what I was doing um but you uh, did and you built a business out of it so that's amazing yeah yeah and that's I and that's you know you're overcoming sort of self-doubt uh you're trying to figure out how to do it where you're not being financially burdened or you know what I mean um or you, you know you're you're figuring it out you got to be uh I think that was really the the hard part of my career you know um just sort of like the amount of sacrifice and hard work and um you know scraping by uh but yeah I don't know. So do you have any goals for your career now and how would you go about achieving? Okay. This is a hot take. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm concerned. 
I don't have any goals. Um, honestly, I, I think that that is, I mean, I go into every project, like wanting to do my best and all that. Um, I think the way that my life is the way that my career is, you know, there, there's just things about me that, um, at a certain point, parts of my reality changed where not so much it's not being about goals. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I live a lot in the present, if that makes sense. Um, I kind of, it sounds kind of wild, I guess, but, but part of the reason, you know, you spend so much time, I think there's so much pressure to be a, a certain way or be in a certain place or, to advance your career in ways um, that I don't necessarily, my only goals are kind of life goals, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, I think that especially now in the world that we exist in, um, in the systems that we exist in, uh, those things prop up inequality or you know what I mean um, mm -hmm. those things sort of keep you from being able to live your life okay for me for me um I again this is completely for me um yeah I, I don't have pre um well, you know and that's but I mean, if you step back, you started from scratch, built yourself up, like you've kind of accomplished the main goal in getting well, your and there and getting booked for all of these jobs. It wasn't something I was trying to do, I guess. And that's really it was that I kind of was not ever quite sure where I want it to be. Um, and at a certain point, I just kind of like was like, I'm going to just go with it. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go live my life, you know, and take opportunities to come. It was years before I realized that like I had a career um, because it just was like phone call after phone call after phone call. I was working. There was one year I worked 106 jobs. Like, you know, um, you're just going, 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 and you don't even realize it. That like, oh yeah, wait, I'm able to pay my rent. I'm like, you know, um, right been paying my you know I'm financially like not, you know what I mean but like right. yeah it's uh I didn't have any goals even to be you know there were points I guess where I was like oh I want to do this I want to do this I want to do this um but yeah I about two years ago uh you know something had happened in my life that really had shifted my reality and the idea of goals or chasing towards that sort of became not important mm -hmm. um yeah okay. I mean I I go into every project like wanting to do my best and doing my best um so I think that that's doing my best and that is really like the only sort of goal um for me I don't know <laughs>
And is there any specific quote or mantra that has guided you through life? Yes, actually. Um, again, when I was back working in restaurants, actually in Philadelphia, I worked at this diner. Um, there was a line cook. And I think this is very, very important, especially for the for women, uh, you know, for girls that wanted. Um, he used to tell me, and I don't know why he would call, he would call me Susie, but he said, ain't nobody ever going to take care of Susie, but Susie. And this is something that I think about every day. Um, because what it is, is that like, no one else is going to do it for you. You know, um, you can have support systems and all these things, but like you are the person who like you should really rely on in a lot of ways. Um, you should trust yourself. Uh, you know, I think it's a very, very important thing to think about. I think it's very, very important that not only the women at Glenet or, you know, is that you think about that, um, about how you're going to go through your life. Uh, and in a lot of ways that translates to me as like, no one else is living your life. It's okay to do things differently. Um, you know, you don't have to follow some prescribed thing. Um, you know, I think sort of that it gives you this freedom of being able to be a complete person. Um, and do things for you, do what's right for you, you know? Um, Good advice. Uh, yeah, I... I wish I could find the guy and thank him because I, I think about it every day. Um, yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, we've heard about your crazy schedule and deadlines and everything else when you're making, you know, 60 cloaks and different <laughs> fabrics. Um, what do you have a favorite way of unwinding after like, how, how do you relax? I go to sleep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I was just, trash. I was on um, 10 weeks straight uh, that I finished I guess, last Monday. Um, I was sleeping 10 hours a night, 10 to 12 hours a night um, when I got off last week. Uh, so I do like to sleep. Um, I like to go for walks. I like to hang out with my friends. I spend a lot of time like with my friends, um, which I think is important. You know, I will go surfing or, um, you know, go to a show. Um, yeah, that's kind of like sort of unwinding and like, yeah. you know, just it's kind of amazing. Um, to have this sort of life where you can like spend a lot of time with your friends and like you, you sort of have this like, you know, and living in LA, there's always things to do. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, where I sit on the couch and watch movies, but. Will you watch movies that you've styled? Yes, um, I will watch, I mean, I, there was one film I did a couple of years ago that, you know, it, it had like a theatrical release and stuff. Um, I mean, I've watched that quite a few times and see every mistake I made. 
<laughs> you know, but you and you do that actually. Um, that's really something interesting. It's it's hard to once you're kind of in this and it, you watch things, you're looking at mistakes, you're looking at other people's work. Um, sometimes you're like overly focused on that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I watch things. I do. I have to. Yeah. And do you have any advice for any Gwinnett students who might want to follow in your footsteps as a costume designer or even just go into the creative field? Yeah, um, I think that it's really important to, first off, like, go after it, believe in it. Um, I think for me, it was always something like there was a fear of, not on my part, um, I think on people around me, their part of like, can you be successful? Can you make the, and you absolutely can. I think that you, if you are, want to be creative, it's one of the most important things you can do. The world needs creative people. Um, go study art. Uh, I think to me, um, something that made my career the way it was, was that I didn't go straight to school. Um, I think it's really important that students take time. Um, you know, I mean, some people, yes, go straight to school, but I do think it's important to take time and pay attention to the world around you. Um, immerse yourself in that. There's a lot of beauty. There's a lot of inspiration. Um, I think that that is super important. I think um, reach out. Uh, you guys have such a bigger world at your hands you know you can follow people on instagram i can't tell you how many people like you know will dm me and ask me you know or ask if they can work together if i can't like answer questions for them i think it's really important to form those relationships um people are kind in this world um people are supportive of each other you know um i think more and more it's important to do that and like kind of form relationships with people. Um, you know, if there's an artist you like, uh, you know, if there's a show that you're inspired by, um, I think that that's all important. I do think also very, very few people um, who go to art school or anything like that end up having careers in art. Um, so it's something that, you do have to be aware of and adjust your expectations. Um, and I also believe in the value of trade. Um, I'm in the trade, I'm in um, a trade union. Uh, what I do is a trade. Um, so I believe like real life skills are very, very important um, when you're creative. Things like learning how to sew um, or learning how to, like that stuff is more important, I think. Um, you know, it's networking and it's uh, developing sort of like tactile, not tactile, um, being able to make, you know, um, I think that's important for any creative and, you know, finding out what you're interested in um, because it's, yeah, um, I don't know, be inspired. Uh, I also think it's important for people to know that you're not always going to be inspired. Um, 
I think it's, uh, I think one of the most important things, maybe it's just not even costume design or creative. It's give yourself grace um, for sure. I think that that's the most, if people wanted to, I wouldn't necessarily recommend following exactly my way of doing things and those exact footsteps, but I do think that you should all give yourselves grace um, as you, you know, move on through school and furthering your careers and furthering your futures. Uh, That's um, great advice. Very important to remember, especially now that, you know, girls are trying to get their college acceptances are coming in. You're preparing for next year. They start their applications early and just don't be too hard on yourself necessarily. I think that that is something that I wish, you know, I, I had a different experience at Gwyneth and I think a lot of people did, but I wish that I had known then that there's no timeline um, that, yes, education, I think education is incredibly important, um, more so now than ever. Uh, but I think that sometimes the sort of, uh, you know, um, system is to churn out sort of people to spend their lives working. Um, to miss all of these things in life that are really, really important. Um, it's not worth like killing yourself over in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Um, we all put a lot of pressure on ourselves. I think we all put a lot of pressure on ourselves at school, especially like in a very intensive um, situation. I mean, when it is a college prep um but i do wish that i had known then that it'd be okay to do it a different way um right that there's yeah. no one size fits all for everybody there's not and um yeah that life and people um your experiences are what really in the end matter um so, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's the biggest advice that I could give anyone. Um, Good advice. And it's what makes a fulfilling life. Your relationships are what counts. Very much so. Um, success to me has never been, you know, sort of what we kind of defined as success. Right. Um, I think success is, for me, a, a measure of how you live your life. Um, you know, I also think a couple other things that I find really, really important that I think about with Glennon, um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, what's the word? Um, community service. Yes. I think it is very, very important to not only continue that after school, um, but when you are doing that, I think it's important to realize that, to really like, to not other people, um, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Right. 
uh, see the humanity and the dignity in the situations. And understand that your life can change in a minute and, you know, that you are no different than people. Um, But I do think it's very, very important to continue that throughout your life, Um, not just to get into college, not just for it to look good on application. Um, Yeah, I think it's really important to be involved in a community and, you know, um, yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Thank you so much. I don't know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I hope that, um, yeah, I hope this is helpful to everyone there. It is. And, um, it is. I think everyone absolutely. will really enjoy it. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so much fun to have you back, and we hope to see you at Gwented soon. Thank you so much. It's nice talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really an honor. Um, very humbled. Uh, all right. Thank you. See you.